This is the Apex F1 Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Apex F1 Podcast. My name is Ryan. I will be your host for this podcast series. Just wanted to give a little bit of background about myself. I am 30 years old, huge Formula One fan. Uh, not as big as some of you people, though. Some of my listeners uh, definitely are probably a lot bigger Formula One fans than I am, but that is totally okay. This is our first episode. Welcome along. Thank you for coming in for the very first ride of the season. We're going to be going over the Bahrain Grand Prix, and then we're going to talk our predictions for the season. Stick around. What should we talk about first? Should we talk about Alonzo... You know, starting in the third row and definitely looking to get involved with a front row fight? Or should we go into the fact that Perez was practically sleeping at the start? You know, I think we'll go with the latter. So let's go ahead and talk talk about that a little bit. So um, one of the first things that I had noticed was that Perez was absolutely sleeping you know he had signs on the right you got leclerc on the left looking to make a move and, and shimmy their way in through to the very front i just could not help myself but say what the freaking hell are you doing why are you sleeping on these people not to mention i kept watching stroll and alonzo just to kind of keep seeing what's been going on to see if they were going to make any sudden moves uh considering the fact that you know ferrari i actually believe it was just leclerc who was starting on the soft tires because they didn't they did that whole we're not going to go ahead and make a second run in qualifying the previous day so we're going to go ahead and stick with our new softs at the very beginning yeah it was it was definite white knuckle you know if you're that into the race you are just on the edge of your seat i know personally i was i could not help but just be like i am going to see somebody come out of this race and it is not going to be good but it was definitely good nobody came flying off nobody spun out which was really good in the very first section of the race and i had noticed that basically there was contact between stroll and alonzo in the very beginning i could not understand why he took the turn he like understeered a little bit going into it and kind of left no room for him to go basically tapped him like practically kissed the very back part of his wing it didn't look like there was that much damage to the car which was a good thing because you know they both finished in the points it was double points for aston martin this weekend they looked like a really solid team to take a look at and it was definitely one of my favorite teams to keep an eye on this weekend one of the bigger things this weekend i was also keeping a lookout for was oscar nick devries and logan Sargent. one of the bigger things that i was actually trying to watch was how logan did with williams because i know i know being at williams williams has a really bad reputation for starting out drivers in their program that was one of the bigger things i was watching to see how logan did in his basically his formula one debut because this was this was going to be a proving grounds to see now he didn't finish in the points and that is totally okay with me you know and, and maybe some of you guys out there that are, that are listening 
that's okay. We just want to see how he does doing a full race distance, you know, doing those pit stops, getting everything, taking those strategy calls, uh, working his way through the midfield because, you know, it, it was really tough. Not going to lie. It, it got semi-boring towards the end, but, you know, that's just my opinion. You know, that's what I thought. I was just glad to see that, you know, him, Logan made a really good debut, pretty decent debut for his first start at Williams this year which was really good I know personally I'm looking forward to seeing him more hopefully he can fight his way through the midfield and not stay at the bottom of the pack but you know that's definitely going to be something to keep an eye out so if you're going to watch him keep an eye on him and see how he does going on to Piastri Oscar Piastri I was I was really looking forward to him. I know that McLaren all throughout testing definitely did not have the capabilities to be a top of the midfield team or a bottom, you know, bottom front runners. Pretty much everybody knew that McLaren was not going to be in the fight this year. You know, Daniel's probably <laughs> Daniel's probably glad that he is. He's walked away with what is it, 18 million dollars. I I could bet you Daniel is thinking right now to himself that I'm so glad I took my 18 million and left and went back to Red Bull. It's it's almost like sort of like a prodigal son situation. I I was definitely thinking the same thing that Daniel was. I know that there was quite a few things that were pretty wrong with Piastri in his rookie debut. You know, he only made it through 15 laps. I was watching their pit stop as they changed, and I noticed that as soon as they said, hey, we need to change out the steering wheel, I was like, oh, this ain't going to be really good. This is going to be terrible. Hopefully, in the next race in uh, Saudi Arabia, something like that won't happen again, and we can actually see him go a full race distance, see what he could do to compete in the midfield, potentially even the front. I guess you could say bottom of the front, because, you know, Red Bull looks like they have a dominating car again. I think with Aston Martin having their AMR 23, it's definitely going to look like a beast of a car this year. Definitely keep an eye out for Piastri. Nick DeVries did not impress me at all. I, I hate to say it. He had some good fights with Yuki Tsunoda. A couple of good swaps with Zhou Guanyu. It was it was good to see how he competed, but it was definitely not what we thought it was compared to like last year in France. So that was, that was the kind of under, I guess you could say the prediction that i had thought it was going to be better for devries but it was very underwhelming it was definitely not impressing to me looking back at everything we can talk about you know the whole alonzo versus hamilton rivalry they've had some good scraps before his teammates and you know non-teammates but we know that there's no love lost there with their friendship it's definitely not as bad as hamilton and rossberg so that's that's definitely safe to say but i know i know that there's typically not so many kind words uh, especially coming from Alonzo about Hamilton. It, definitely that, that move into turn 10 uh, where you typically don't pass people. You really don't pass people in turn 10 in the back straight of Bahrain. But that was an abs... I had... I, I believe I held my breath for at least like 20 seconds, 20, 30 seconds, just watching that whole entire sequence of events happening. I was like, oh, this is going to this is going to end well. This is going to end bad. You know, I was on both sides of the coin when Hamilton just came up before he took a dive in the inside. That was an absolute killer move from Fernando Alonso. He was going to try it again with Carlos Sainz when they were swapping after Charles DNF. Big sadness. He did it on, on turn 11. And I was actually surprised he did that there. You know, that whole back straight in in Bahrain it's just one of those areas where you only you only pass on the straight and not typically in the turns but that's just the one thing that that really amazed me was that he did Hamilton and also Carlos on that back straight so let's go ahead and talk about Charles DNF man as somebody who I like to consider myself a Formula One fan in general like I I love Ferrari I've always grown up 
you know, liking Ferrari, following the era of like Michael Schumacher in his era when he was just completely dominating the sport. I guess you could say everybody's a Ferrari fan, but you know, that's just, I've always loved the Ferrari cars, you know, growing up. Just watching Charles just lose all power entirely was absolutely heartbreaking. I, I was, I was watching it as it was happening. One of the first few things was, oh my God, not again, where I believe it was two years ago in 2021 when they were racing and Charles had a DNF because he was losing power. And I believe Lewis Hamilton was hot on his trail. No, that was actually 2020. 2020 was that year that instance had happened. And it was just so heartbreaking to see that he was struggling so bad in the very end. Uh, The next race, Saudi, we'll see how he does. This is typically a, a good Ferrari track. They have a lot of good straight line speed and they're really good in the curves. This next race in Saudi in Jeddah will be uh, a good race to keep your eye on Charles with. And then basically a few laps later, uh, Alonzo passed signs and made that move on him in turn 11. But I believe there, there was even a moment where they made contact, small contact, tapped each other's uh, tires for a brief second. That was about it. So overall, we got double points for Red Bull. We got double points for Aston Martin, double points for Mercedes, and we even got Gasly and Albon in the points. So that was really good to see all of those teams. We had Red Bull Racing, both Max and Sergio in the front, and then we had uh, Alonso in third. It was just so awesome to see him coming out of the car. Absolutely ecstatic. That is a third place well-deserved for Fernando Alonso. It has been such a long time since he has been on a podium. To be quite fair, it was absolutely amazing to see him on that podium again. One of the cool things that I'm looking forward to is seeing how Red Bull is going to play out for the rest of this year. Because I know that they may dominate this first few races. This is going to be a chance to see Aston Martin, who absolutely struggled last year with their car development. And it wasn't until like the very last few races that things had happened and started to pick up for them, you know, with Vettel retiring. It was it was absolutely amazing to see Williams in the points. You know, we saw we saw Alpine in the points. We got uh, Red Bull, Aston Martin and Mercedes all again. It was really good to see them all up there fighting for uh, podium spots. And it, it was mainly a strategy call. And that concludes the very first episode of the apex f1 podcast now be sure to keep listening every time there is a race as we are going to be uploading a lot more frequently and more often and we would love to to get in the conversation with you so go ahead and add us on twitter instagram at the apex f1 official or the apex f1 feel free to talk with us start a conversation let us know what you think share your feedback we're also going to be opening up some more surprises and potentially having some more guests on the show in future episodes be sure to stick around and keep listening and give us all the support that you can until next time i'll see you later everybody this is ryan here just kind of wanted to take a moment at the very end of this podcast to just kind of tell you and simply say thank you so much for giving this podcast a listen i know that i may not be a professional or somewhat sounding like a professional but this is a sport that is growing every single day with with new people new things that are going on and new drama everything 
I definitely want to be a part of this movement. And that's why I started this project was to basically give people who are just getting into the sport or maybe who have already been in Formula One as for a long time, just another avenue to listen to someone or have somebody grow within the community. That is ultimately what the Apex F1 podcast is all about. I just want to say buckle up because you're going to be in for the ride of your life. I hope that we can listen together. We can grow together. And I just want to tell you, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I look forward to talking to you guys next episode. Until then, see ya.